Okay, you ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Oh. We- <laughs> oh, we just did a shot. <laughs> so, obviously, oh. it's New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> and as we're a little... Recovering. We're recovering still, aren't we? We're recovering. Fragile. Fragile. So we felt that although it's two bottles in, yes, we kind of felt we needed a little bit more help. So uh, what have you just done? You've just done... I just did a shot of tequila. And I've just done... No salt, no lemon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And I've just done rum. <laughs> so. So, um, so yeah, we're fully prepared now. And we've, we have had... Four, three bottles. Three, three, three. bottles. <laughs> but we've got, we've got our. I haven't actually opened this, so we're gonna have to. So what we're we drinking tonight? We're drinking. Um, it's a prosecco from the co-op. <laughs> from the co-op. I mean, I've splashed out tonight. It was nine pounds ninety-nine. Oh, girl, look at you. <laughs> no right. So I think this is this is quite dry, isn't it? This is an extra dry one. It's very dry. Yeah, but it's nice though. I I I, I can drink this. Well, you know, after uh, two after, just... after two bottles, <laughs> oh, you know, anything goes. So Pip, you were away for New Year. I was. I flew in this morning, which makes me oh, sound very so glamorous. Glam. <laughs> Uh, yes, so I was in Sidges. Sidges. <laughs> uh, for those of you that aren't aware, that is kind of a, a gay beach resort just outside Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, and I went with my lovely friends Mike and Gavin. Um, we were there for about four days and it was great. It wasn't very warm. It was warm in the sun and then when you got in the shade it was like, oh my god. But it was warmer than here. Warmer than here, which is the main thing. And considering the amount that you drank, you probably were quite warm. Oh, we drank a lot, and you know what those measurements are like. It's just like... Why, why does that happen? Why, why in Europe are the shots, like the, the servings, bigger? Does anybody know? No, Because it's like vodka and Coke. Yeah. Like, they are so much bigger. It's the same in Portugal. My parents live over in Portugal, and uh, like when you go out, like the shots are just... They don't even use measures, do they? No, they're just free pour. <laughs> just like, slap it in there. Hey, so we... I mean we're not complaining though, right? Oh no! Although sometimes you're just a bit like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you pull that face. And you're like, so a bit like what we just did with our shots. So we did lots of bars. There's a the, the main bar in Sidges is called Parrot Bar. Parrot Bar. Um, which is very special. We were there every night and they do these amazing cocktails, all named after celebrities. So... Okay, so what did you have? I definitely had a Madonna, which was just a classic mojito. Okay. Um, and then they had different sections. So they had a daiquiri section and I think each daiquiri was named after one of the village people. (laughs) So you could have, like, the cowboy builder... (laughs) Um, and I was very taken with their coconut daiquiri, oh. which just basically... Okay, so if you're saying the daiquiris, what, what, what was the coconut daiquiri? Who, who was that? Um, I think that the was... The policeman. I think that might have been the policeman. Oh my God, yeah. look at that, I knew. And then um, I think Gavin had maybe 
a couple of uh, Christina Aguilera's. Oh, very good. And maybe a Kylie Minogue. So, do you think that do you think the drinks were linked in some way, or do you think they literally just pulled names out of a hat? I think it was just pulled out of the hat. We have this ongoing joke that we would open a bar but call the cocktails after like really shit celebrities, <laughs> like, like, like the Z Listers. Yeah, like um, can I have a Jamelia on the rocks, please, Ooh. or a. Um, Nanette Newman and a Rusty Lee. I don't even know who Nanette Newman is. Exactly. <laughs> That's the case. I'll have a Lisa Scott Lee, please. Um, oh, Lisa. But she did some good songs, didn't she? Lisa Scott Lee? No. Uh, no. Uh. There's this really famous clip, which I love. So when Steps split up, Lisa Scott Lee did her um, a reality series on MTV, I think. And her first single failed to get into the top... 30 or something and um, she's on the phone to her manager and all you can hear is her side of the conversation and at one point she goes well I wouldn't call it a car crash Nathan (laughs) (laughs) and then she was on an episode of CD UK where they actually had to phone in vote should Lisa Scott Lee continue with her solo career or give it up as a bad job and then she had to stand on screen whilst the presenter went 74% 74% of people think you should give it up as a bad job. <laughs> and you just have to stand there like, mm, okay. On CD UK as well. No, the best music programme uh, ever. Why don't we have music programmes like that we anymore? We don't have anything. No. No chocolate pops, no CD UK, no chart show, I'm showing my age. Nothing. Yeah, but like... You don't see people perform their songs. No, anymore. not in mainstream TV. Like you do, and obviously you've got all the music channels now on Sky. But they just show videos. Yeah. That's it. You only get to see people before, but like award shows and stuff We like might that. be... I'm just wondering whether we're showing our age. Maybe there are ch- shows, but we just don't watch I, them. See, I don't think I... I don't think there are, because I've got my finger on the pulse. And, oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, Sidra's New Year was very good. The Spanish have a very strange tradition that we didn't know about until we got there, which was that at midnight on New Year's Eve... Mm. For every dong of the bell, bells, yeah, you eat a grape, like a whole gra- like, like a grape, like, like a normal grape, like yeah. a fruit grape, yeah. Ah. Which I found quite daunting. That's quite that's quite a 12, mission. <laughs> twelve grapes and twelve dongs. <laughs> um, but anyway, it got close to midnight, and they came round with these little bags of grapes for everybody, and then we started to do it. I did about four or five and a tip for the Spanish for the future is to maybe get seedless grapes but what they had seeds in <laughs> I had a, a oh mouthful my... of pits <laughs> well I'm sure there's many men out there that... there's many men that have had a mouthful <laughs> of pits and they are lucky um, but yeah so we got to the point where I had a mouthful of pits and was nearly choking so I spat them out into my hand <laughs> And threw them under the table. No, you didn't. So somebody has come a right cropper on New Year's Eve. <laughs> right. Somebody's put a load of seedy grapes under this table. <laughs> was, was it quite busy then? It was very busy. Um, like, lovely atmosphere. Um, the Spanish just know how to do so it. So if we're going into travel advisor mode... Yeah. Trip advisor review... How many stars? What would we say about stitches for New Year? Um, it was good. I mean, it, it was not 
that warm and... But do you need warmth? It's just for New Year you need it's quite a quite a older uh, crowd. Oh, do you, do you really want to admit that? Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. Which I fit into quite well, sadly. But um, that's, you know, because I'm getting old. But it was really good fun. But two of my best mates and, you know, if, you, if you're there with friends then you're going to have a good time and a good yeah. laugh. No, absolutely. But I flew back. I had to wake up at four thirty this morning, so um, shot some prosecco is is what I need. I know. I kind of feel that we need maybe another shot. Well, no, no, no. Okay, no. no let's no, no, let's stick the prosecco. Prosecco's good. Don't okay. Want to be sick right. on the podcast. No, uh, that's true. And I, d- I didn't actually do any shots on New Year's Eve. How impressive is that? Wow. Okay. I know. Well, neither did I, because every drink was pretty much like a shot anyway, <laughs> yeah. like ten shots. Featuring Coke. <laughs> so, yeah. And lemonade. Let's just... Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. Okay. Seriously. Um, Don't do drugs, boys and girls. Just say no <laughs> more. Okay? Yeah. yeah. No more. Um, so, that was my New Year's Eve. How was your New Year's Eve, Vic? <laughs> um, well, it was eventful. That's... Because the... usually we spend New Year's together yeah you always have a party i do i and you <clears throat> had another one this year yep yep so i'm originally from the northeast and my family have very much instilled the uh tradition that you have a house party uh so i have that every year and uh this year was no different um but and uh, no difference in the fact that there was pretty much it was all gay men and me yes Shocking. Um, i know <laughs> So, but yeah, the, the only thing that I think I will take away from this year's New Year's Eve is that Vix is 35 and all the gay men that attended were under 30 and Vix cannot slut drop like all those gay men. No. No, no. no. I, I, I definitely, my thighs are telling me that right now. It can lead to injuries. Yeah, it, it basically happened at your birthday as well. Oh, did it? Yeah. I've learned to not do the slip drop because I drop and I don't get back up again. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't, even to, I don't even understand how I get back up, to be honest. But I do. And it, it, it you know, it's... it's, it's uh, but when people are telling you to do it more and more, what are you going to do? Exactly. So, but don't, yes. Don't want to let uh, people down. No, exactly. I get carried away. When the music goes... <laughs> Physically. <laughs> but, yeah, we, it was a really good night. We had, there was about 30 of us here. And I say here because we're in my kitchen. And the kitchen on when we have parties, which is quite often, uh, the kitchen turns into our dance floor. Yes. Bar, cocktail bar. I've vogued a few times (laughs) in this kitchen. Yeah, we've dropped our coats and mics and all sorts in here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was really good fun. We had loads of music going, um, dancing, drinking. I had a buffet didn't really get touched <laughs> but we had about 38 bottles of Prosecco they all got drank um and I actually had um I had a date did you know I had a date attend I'm saying that like I don't know <laughs> but for the benefit of the people listening did you <laughs> and how did that go thanks for I know thanks. how it went so yeah that was the um uh, yeah so um, this chappy came and um, we'd been on a date before and 
The night before. The night before. <laughs> okay, lesson to all those single people mm. out there. Do not invite your date for a second date at New Year's Eve to your house. It does not end well. <laughs> well, this one didn't. But I think generally that should be a rule. Yeah, I think it's too soon. Just, it's too yeah. soon. I mean, I discovered now not, you know, that I don't want to date him, which is good, but wow. Um, and why, why... <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you going to date him again? What could he have possibly done? So, obviously, the night was great, and we had loads of fun, and we were drinking. Um, he was really interactive. He was really good. He was talking to a load of my friends, and, you know, I felt that I could go off and dance, and he was fine, and, you know, he was chatting to people, what have you. But then it got to about, I think it was um, about 4 o'clock, in the AM. In the AM. So we New Year's Eve, we had first footed. Everybody first footed on New Year's Eve, which I was really proud of them all. We had a couple of Scots here, so they helped me out. I don't know if you guys, for the benefit of you guys, I don't know if you know what first footing is, but it's a Scottish tradition that the Northeasterners have taken on as well. And it's basically where everybody goes out before the stroke of midnight, or the boys, I should say. And traditionally, you're supposed to bring in coal to, to make sure that you're warm all year bread to make sure you're fed all year some booze to make sure you're merry all year um and i'm sure there's some other things but they're the only ones i can remember right now and uh so anyway i shoved all the boys out got my megaphone out got them all out and all the boys came (laughs) back you the only person left in the house (laughs) were there any other women i know there were actually do you know what we did have some girls here impressively we did Yeah, there was a couple of girls. So there was like a handful of us sort of stood by the door and then uh, a stroke... <laughs> then a queue of 100 gay men outside. <laughs> there like really it was, was. Like it was G-A-Y. <laughs> it did look like two for a smoking area outside. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, and uh, so... When are on... you going to let us in? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, they're in the queue, desperate to get in. <laughs> um, so... So yes, yeah, so basically they're all waiting outside. They first footed, which basically means that the men come in and bring the good luck with a new year. So they all came in, kiss, and they were supposed to kiss all the girls. <laughs> first time for everything. I was going to say so. It was, it was definitely pecs, and and it wasn't any smooching or snogging for sure. Um, until it got to my date, who was at the end. So obviously we had a, a little. <laughs> <laughs> A, a, a horse impression. <laughs> well, that wasn't even a horse. I don't, I don't know what an, that was. And Alyssa Edwards' Tom Pop. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So, anyway, so you smooch. So, we had a little smooch. That's fine. And then, obviously, partied, all lang syned. We did all that. It was really good. And then, yeah, so later on the night, um, he started dropping these weird comments. And we were like... Mm, okay maybe he's just getting drunk just ignore them it's fine you know little things like he said to me because we met on Bumble um, and Bumble if you remember from our last podcast is ridiculous <laughs> so Bumble's the one where the girls have to like you match and the girls have to message first the boys can't message first oh god so he dropped the comment that oh yeah Feminism I really well this is the thing crazy and this is where I was like turn mm. the gay show into a girl <laughs> but this is where I was like because he said, he said, oh, I really like Bumble because it means that I don't have to do anything. The girls who like me just message me. Oh. So I was like, mm, okay. But Stupid man. Yeah, I was like, fair enough, whatever. Um, so I let that one go. But then, yeah, later on in the night, he started dropping a couple of comments about the boys. And obviously, you know, the majority, he was the only straight guy here. Everybody else was gay. There was like 30 of us. 
so probably about 20 plus gay men and he started dropping some like kind of I don't know whether I'm going to be honest I don't know whether they were naive or just sort of I don't you know they were just homophobic slightly mm-hmm. and you don't do that no you don't do that you're in my house and also you're with my friends why would you do that like if I was in his house and I was just meeting his friends for the first time if I didn't agree with them or didn't like like them I wouldn't say anything I'd either leave or I just yeah. wouldn't say anything because you're supposed to be on your best behaviour aren't you no you're supposed to be impressive yeah so that went a bit, yeah, went a bit wrong. And then I think about 4 a.m., he, yeah, he then insulted my housemate who's gay, called Ooh. him a mincer. Ooh, shade. But this is the thing, even if you didn't associate that word, like, you know that it has connotations. Why would you say that? Yeah. So. The gays are allowed to say it, straight men aren't. But this is the thing, if he was, if he was immersed into the group, that's probably if I dare say it yeah that's fine but then when you're new you don't no there's all these unwritten rules and I get that but beyond your best behaviour don't fucking say it yeah (laughs) oh and I beat that one out whoop see sorry I don't swear honestly (laughs) (laughs) Mm. and I don't drink no as you um I'm just drinking (laughs) (laughs) so yes anyway um, cut along short short he started getting a bit Larry and um, it was a little too Larry so I asked him to leave and he was getting his coat on I was just about to open the door and all the boys everybody else in the party was in our living room and he went in swung the door open and just went bye everybody to everybody <laughs> which is charming bye babes and then he started having a go at my housemate again which he really had it in for him like had a real problem with him yeah. and it would be understandable if the person was giving Back. That's the thing, Andrew like did it. Like if it was a yeah. two-way, like, uh, 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 uh. but if the person's just like, mate, I'm not bothered. Yeah, exactly. Andrew walked away, like, which is very uh, unlike him, but he did. Dead horse. So yeah, so basically, he went for Andrew, <sighs> which was not good. Not it good. really, really wasn't good. Not um, for someone who could come for you. That's the thing. Andrew's like what six foot odd. It's, he's six foot and he's very odd. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, don't <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> He's in the other room. <laughs> Probably mincing away. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so basically he kicked off. I had to grab him. And then, you know, what happened next was just a massive blur. But basically all I can remember, because by this point you are mullered, you've been drinking for hours. And he, we got him into the hallway and he was... He was really, he was wanting to get to Andrew. I was between them two, separating them. I managed to get him out the front door. Yeah. But he was proper shouting at Andrew, like, come on, come on, you could do it. And Ugh. I was just like, how, why would you... you Stop wouldn't... being a man. But this is the thing, like, you're in... If you're trying to impress me, you're really not doing a good job right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so he got kicked out. We managed to get him out the front door. A couple of bruises and what have you, but whatever. And, yeah, then he decided to destroy my front garden and kick my door in. So that was nice. Which sometimes, on a second date, you want a guy to smash your front doors in. (laughs) (laughs) What dates have you been on? (laughs) It's a euphemism. Um, Oh, I see. What, my front door, not your front door? Smash your back doors in. Yours would be your back door. Mine would be my front door. All right, Gigi. (laughs) (sighs) Well, you're gay, I'm straight. I want my front door doing. You want your back door doing. 
Well, yeah, sometimes. So, so yeah, so that was fun. And, um... and a happy new year. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And how was, um, I've never even asked you this, how's your Christmas? Oh, it's good. Yeah, Christmas is good. We have a spontaneous conversation. Oh, look at that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, how was it? Christmas is good. Went to mum and dad's. Sister, mum, dad, me. And it was lovely. Um, it's just nice to spend time with family, isn't it? Always. And you went up to Sheffield? I went back up north to Sheffield. Um, well, before that, um, um, because me and my boyfriend don't see each other at Christmas. So we had fake Christmas Day, Ooh. which we did last year. Um, so, and what we did last year was we went to see the new Star Wars film. Yeah. And then we had a Christmas lunch in a pub. Which pub did you go to? And then we went home and did presents. And this year we, just, we thought we'd do something totally different. So we went to see Star Wars. Went for <laughs> Christmas for lunch. And went home and did presents. So did you go to the same place you went last year? Where, where was the pub you went to? No, we went... So last year we went to the Stonhouse pub. In where? Cla- the Stonhouse. Oh, the washing machine's going mental. Um, <laughs> the Stonhouse pub in Clapham. Okay, yep. Because we'd been to see... You got to the picture house. Star Wars at the Clapham Picture House. And then this year we did the same thing, but we went to a restaurant called Joanna's in Crystal Palace. Ooh. And they did an amazing Christmas lunch. I've never seen so much turkey in my life, and it was moist turkey. Oh, well, everybody likes good moist I piece of meat. moist turkey. <laughs> and then we went home and did presents. And okay. was there anything of noteworthy that we need to know about in terms of present giving? Was there anything you gave, anything he gave? Well, the so... boy did good. The boy did better than me. Oh. Oh, and you're willing to admit that? Yeah. Because okay. he got me a really lovely... Um, I wear a lot of navy blue, and so he got me a lovely navy blue jumper from All Saints. Can I just stop this? What? We're just going to pop. We're popping. Ready? The best sound <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Okay, carry on. I'm just going to pour myself a drink. So he got me this lovely jumper from um, All Saints and got me and him tickets to go and see um, one of my favourite comedians at the moment, uh, a guy called James Acaster. Isn't um, he from up north? He's from Kettering, which is Kettering. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not London then. He's very, very kooky and funny. Um... So we're going to see him. I bought my boy um, tickets to go and see Lady Bunny, who's an amazing drag queen. Mm. Which I'm coming. Which you're coming to I'm as well. coming too. And I bought him some... He likes super dry. Super dry. That's a really, like, cool brand, isn't it? Well, it's, it's one of these brands a that I don't stupid think I... brand. I can't walk into the store. I bought him some pants, which was safe. <laughs> then... Um, I bought him a jumper. We, we both went a bit jumper-tastic this Christmas, but bought him a jumper. Um, my boyfriend is bigger than me. And um, so I got him, like, an extra large, which I thought would be fine. Turns out, in Super Dry, I'm an extra large, even though the jumper I'm wearing at the moment is a small. In Super Dry land, I'm an extra large. So he put it I hate on. that. He put it on and it was like a 90s crop top. <laughs> I put it on and it fit me like a glove. <laughs> so it turns out 
in Superdry, my boyfriend is an XXXL. <sighs> which... That's going to do something. Uh, That's going to give you paranoia. Oh my God. So, yeah. Um, why do they do that though? Why isn't that? Why have shops? Because it happens with girls as well. Like sh- I think Superdry is a Japanese company. Yeah. So I think sizing is a bit different. Mm. Yeah, I guess. So maybe it's not their fault. Yeah. It did mean that my Christmas present was stupid. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, and it was quite a nice Christmas. Um, yeah, went at home to the family, spent loads of time with them. And then you pretty much came back and went... Then I came back and had one night in London and then went to Sitges. 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 So, but what we did do over the Christmas period... Oh, yeah, just right before Christmas as well. It was amazing, wasn't it? Because we did it Christmas week. It was yeah. brilliant. We went to the pantomime. I've not been to a pantomime for years. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I went. And then I, I actually went twice. Mm. But so we, we went... didn't go to any shabby... Oh, no. Opera- oh, no, no, no. Amateur operatics panto. <laughs> we went to the panto. The first panto they've had back there... Like 30 years or something. So we went to the Palladium. We did. To see Cinderella. Yeah. Starring. So. Good people. Yeah. So Paul O'Grady. Yes. Julian Clary. Yes. Amanda Holden. Holden. (laughs) Uh, No, give her a Jew. She was good. She was good. Lee Mead. Lee Mead, who I love. And the uh, ventriloquist. Paul Zedin. Zedin. And do you know what my dad found out after we... Because basically I went to the panto with Pip and then I went four days later with my family uh, as a Christmas present to my dad. Oh, as a birthday present to my dad. And my dad, like, really... Apparently, we knew Paul before he became famous. Oh, my God. So there's two claims to fame He was very good. He was, wasn't he? So Paul, apparently, my dad and my mum looked after his girlfriend. When, oh. when he was performing at some charity gig. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I know, look at that. Uh, oh. So Alfie Bow, who is an opera singer. Do you know Alfie Bow? Yeah. So he, he's the same. Like, he was at this charity gig that my, my parents run, uh, run a fundraiser every year. And they got these people in as, like, entertainers. Mm-hmm. And so Paul Zedgin, which, you know... And Alfie, but yeah, they they, um, they knew them before they became famous, so wow. pretty much cool claim to fame. But yeah, Paul was brilliant, wasn't he? I think Paul he was, was the really best. Um, well, mm, <laughs> I have been a fan of Julian Clary's for 30 years, since yeah. he first came on TV. And, um, and he's a pantomime veteran, so he does yes. pantomime every year. Um but obviously the Palladium, that's such a big deal. And the money that they spent on that production, I mean, wow. it was larger than life. Some of the um, tricks Oh, the that special they did. effects were amazing, weren't they? Unbelievable. When the coach came out, so the coach, so it's Cinderella. So obviously when uh, Amanda Holden playing the, the fairy, godmother, yeah. she um, obviously transformed Cinderella into a ball gown and got, gets the coach. And the coach came over the audience with the horses. I know, I don't know how they did that. Ah, uh, see. Also, the night that we went, so we went to an evening performance. We did. And um, I know that pantomime has that tradition of being for kids and adults as well, and there's always a lot of double entendres. Mm. But Ju- the things that came out of Julian Clary's oh, mouth... Oh, yeah. I 
And as I've said, I've been a fan of his for years, but he was telling jokes at the pantomime that he would tell on a tour. On like one of his stand-up like tours. For adults only. Um, but they were, I think they were too much for kids. Like, kids wouldn't get them. I hope not. Otherwise, <laughs> there's going to be some interesting questions on the drive home. <laughs> one of the jokes, and he's done this joke for years, but it was perfect. So he played Dandini, so Prince Charming's... Right-hand man. Right-hand man. <laughs> <laughs> Right hand or left hand, whichever he, yeah. Um, and some, uh, one character said to Julian Clary, Oh, so Dandini, what did you do before you were Prince Charming's right hand man? And he was like, Oh, I was in the circus. I was the human cannonball. I used to spend hours shooting over the ringmaster's back. Can <laughs> I mean, we just make a joke about jizzing over someone's back in a pantomime? <laughs> I was howling with laughter. My friend Oliver, who was sat next to me, was howling with laughter. The couple in front, not so much. Were they, did, they, did they not get it, or did they? Or do you think they found it offensive? They, I think they found it offensive because they were kind of. <gasps> oh, but it's like, pantomime. Oh, get over it. Yeah. Um, but it was great. It was so good. It kind of um, wasn't feeling very Christmassy, and then I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, it's Christmas!" And then at the end of the pantomime, we were all very hyped up. Yes. And we were very excited about seeing, you know, uh, you know, all the all the stars sing. Paul Grady, I, I can't believe we haven't talked about Paul Grady yet. I know. He no, was I fabulous. didn't think that he was used as much. No, but he was fabulous as, as the wicked stepmother. I mean, he, he was, was wicked. Yes. He was horrible. It was fabulous how he did it. And what's great as well is that, you know, with Julian Clary and Paula Grady, because I saw it twice, they ad-libbed. The whole thing, yeah. like, like some there were so many different parts of it where it was different to the, the first time I'd seen it. Yeah. That's what I was really impressed with. And that's those are the best bits. Like when things go wrong, people forget their lines. That's when you realise the professionals. Yes, they'll just they keep just going. keep going. And Julian Clary, Paul O'Grady did stand up for years, so they know how to just. And those two together, going. they're like a little bit of a dynamic duo. I would yeah, like I mean, they're best friends in real life. Can so. you imagine the director trying to control them? Yeah, I know the rehearsals must have been <laughs> exactly. very special. Amanda Holder must have just been like, "Oh for God's sake!" <laughs> but bless her. Um, but no, so that was fantastic. It was really, really, really good. So yeah. that was yeah. So I mean, the pantomime I think gave you that big Christmassy feel, like you were saying. Mm. And then at the end of the pantomime, I have decided now because I'm thirty-five. Good for you. <laughs> Child, for my fortieth. Ooh, can you remember this? Did you oh, have? I... Did you have too much wine? Oh my! You had too much wine, didn't we you? Drank a lot of wine. That can night. you not remember what I said I wanted to do for my fortieth? Uh, no, no. Thanks, Philip. My brain's like mashed potatoes. It's okay. I'm just sat with my best friend, and he can't remember what I said, but it's fine. Um, so I said those costumes. Oh. My fortieth. Oh yeah, that's the kind of thing that I immediately dismiss from my mind. <laughs> Like, oh, that sounds amazing. We're going to do it. That sounds amazing. Tell me we're, what it's like. We're going to do it, if you like it or not. It's like karaoke. Every time we do karaoke, mm. Philip, you're like, no, I don't want to do karaoke. And then suddenly, when Wilson Phillips comes on, somebody stands up and grabs the mic. So, you know. Yeah. yeah that's just back true. down. Pipe down. I'm more of a buffalo stance <laughs> man myself at the karaoke. Because uh, I can't no, sing. Yeah. So just let me rap. 
you know, spare, and you are quite good at that. some lyrics. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. But um, but it has been quite an eventful like past couple of weeks, though, hasn't it? Really? Well, we've had a risky Christmas in year, but there's been some like mega news. Mega news. Oh, what are we talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm thinking... Much like Mariah Carey's New Year's Eve performance, oh. we haven't rehearsed this. Oh. So, what are you talking about? Well... What are you chatting about? George. Oh, George and Carrie and Debbie. Carrie and Debbie! More death. Mm, why is everybody going? Oh, that was so awful. Sad. Christmas Day. What? Christmas Day, George. Died on Christmas Day. No, he didn't. He did? Did he? Yeah. He died before it. No. Did he not? I was oh. going to bed on Christmas Day and I went upstairs and checked my Twitter and then I had to come downstairs <sighs> and say to mum and dad another one's gone oh my George. god I, I totally thought it was Christmas Eve so that really was his last Christmas oh the irony uh, the sheer that's irony that's going to be a happy Christmas song from now on oh, people no. will be crying last Christmas oh but what a guy to lose I know he's, he's at, I think and we don't know what happened yet no, everybody. There's, there's lots of rumours, and they're saying oh, that God. they're saying that the, it, it's inconclusive. The autopsy's inconclusive, and they're always inconclusive. Mm, I don't really understand how they. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should watch more Criminal Minds, but, but it's just horrible because he had he'd not been in the public eye much for the last couple of years, and then he'd been really ill a few years ago with pneumonia. But didn't he? And then it's just gone. But I think the thing is, so we had a after Christmas. I had a dedicated to George party, champagne party. Any excuse? <laughs> well, let's, you know, it, it, any excuse, yes, but it was a pretty good one. And we listened to George all night, and actually, he's an unsung hero. Oh, so so many, good songs. many songs, from Wham to George. Mm. thing that I was thinking about this, because I wasn't at the party because I was still in Sheffield, but, I mean, Wham, yes, but George doesn't do that many fast songs no but like you think that no 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 you couldn't do the entire party but like you could do that absolutely flawless we had that's not George it is is it yeah we had fast love we had like outside oh, okay we had outside freedom yeah I'm your man from Wham wake up before you go I mean, there's loads of Wham ones that are great but the Edge thing is heaven what, and yeah like yeah. I am I am not gay educated in the way of George, I'm gonna admit that now. But in a straight way, George to me, I, I found George, I discovered George when it was the older album. Oh okay. Yeah. I don't I, I don't Fast Love. And, yeah, Fast Love. Yeah, spinning the wheel. Jesus to a ch- Jesus to a child. Jesus to a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those songs, like that's where I discovered George and I think he you know, th- th- there's so many songs that he does that you don't actually realise that you love. And that's what we had. We were up till 4am. You yeah. can't have, you know, a back catalogue that's not that good if you... You can't be up till 4am. I think the thing with me, with George, because I got into him... His first... Well, so his first solo album was Faith, obviously. Yeah. But then he did... Which was a very poppy album. And then mm. he did Listen Without Prejudice, Volume 1, which was beautiful but there is not a bad song on that album you cannot skip a song on that album it's on which album listen without prejudice okay i'm going to um it's amazing and um but i don't know i think as a solo artist he kind of did some really beautiful songs and then obviously there was a whole 
him being found in the public toilet doing his thing. And then he did the best response ever. I know. That was amazing how he did that. Set in a public toilet. Oh, it's with amazing. With mirror urinals, dressed up as a policeman. I would totally go to that club. I would totally go there. That's amazing. I think I've been in that club. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Waving at yourself having a wee. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. Well, you know. And then, but the thing that I, the, the best George Michael thing ever is when he did the Freddie Mercury tribute concert and sang Somebody to Somebody Love. Somebody to Love. It is like we one did of the best that one. live performances we did that one. I've yep. ever seen in my entire life. Yep. Because to sing Freddie Mercury, if you're not Freddie Mercury, is very hard because he made epic operatic You songs. can't be him. You can't impersonate him. And He's he like, just not walked possible. on stage and just nailed it. It was just like dropping the mic and going, good luck everybody else, but I think I've just won. Um... And yeah, he was just... But also then, since he's died, you hear these stories about how generous he was and the kind of things that oh, he I did know. for people. Oh, I know, yeah. The thing he did for the... Do you see those, that th- the story about his um, the cancer nurses who looked after his mum? Yeah, so he did a special Yeah, concert special concert. And they're all coming out now because they didn't want to say something at the time. Well, that's the mark of a true gentleman that, you know... Because there was a story about him watching... <laughs> I don't know why he was watching Deal or No Deal... There was oh, a yes, woman IVF, who needed yeah. £15,000 for the IVF and mm-hmm. she left with nothing. So we phoned up the following day and gave her the £15,000. There was a, a waitress in a cafe that um, was desperate. He gave her £25,000 or something. So it just seems to be like a really nice guy. You know Prince did that as well, apparently. a few demons. Prince did that as well. Yeah. He's very private about everything. Because you don't want to, you know, the people who make a song and dance about it and just do it for attention, really. Yeah. No. Like, you but, know, yeah, with I that mean, amount of money, you can do random acts of fabulous kindness. So, no. so that was awful. And then... Yeah, and then a couple of days later... And then Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Which was heart failure? Was it heart failure? She, yeah, she had a... Um, was it heart failure? Yeah, it was a heart attack on. Because she had a heart attack, and then, and then it was yeah, and then it was the heart failure later on, wasn't it? Devastating, and I know like there's a lot of people out there who are huge Star Wars fans who yeah. would be devastated because she was in Rogue One, wasn't she? She was in the new one. I haven't seen it, but she was in. Well, she was in the Force Awakens, and she'd already filmed the next one, which is out next Christmas. Oh, so okay. she'll be in that. But I have an interesting Carrie Fisher story. You do? So, years ago, my ex-boyfriend, probably seven years ago, um, took me to New York for the weekend for my birthday. Yes, I remember, yep. And we got tickets to her one-woman show. Yes, you did. Which was called Wishful Wishful Drinking, which is <laughs> what we specialise in. We're doing that right and now. it was... Amazing. As a one-woman show, it was perfect because her life is fascinating. Forget the Star Wars stuff. I mean, she did cover that. But the fact that her mother is Debbie Reynolds, her dad is Eddie Fisher, her dad cheated on her mum with Elizabeth Taylor. So she basically... if you're going to cheat. She was like... (laughs) I'm trying to explain my family tree and how it all works. And she said, if only I had, like, a board that linked everything up and then the board lowers down from the stage. (laughs) And then she's just pointing to all these different people. 
and every single um, relationship that her mum and dad had was just an amazing anecdote. Yeah. And then she moved on to Star Wars and just saying how insane that was that she was in the biggest film of all time and her image was used for everything from shampoo bottles to like, those little Pez toy sweet things where you could... Really? I thought those were only cartoon characters, really. You could pop open her neck and get a sweet out and she was like, mmm, that's, that's so... not so nice, is it? <laughs> that's so weird. Um... But I think she was just a fascinating character. And um, and then for her mum to die the day after. But a broken heart. Oh, God, it's awful. And Debbie um, Reynolds, like, for me, like, she... That, so, so Singing in the Rain, I know it's very generic, but it's one of my favourite films. I love I know, it. But I didn't really... I mean, I obviously knew she was, like, a legend of the silver screen. But the thing I always remember about Debbie Reynolds is that she was Grace Adler's mum. I mom. knew you were going to say it would have great. Bobby Adler. She was in so much stuff that we didn't realise. Yeah. She was, like, she had so many films Hollywood and royalty. so many, yeah, TV. Like, she was in Golden Girls. Do you know that? She was, briefly, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I was really impressed when I started looking at her IMDb. I just couldn't believe how many things she'd been in. I know. And Will and Grace. <laughs> Which she was brilliant she was in. so good. Yeah. No panty line, because no panty. <laughs> Was one of my favourite lines of hers. Um, so, yeah, so when they bring Will and Grace back next year, which is officially happening, oh um, she's not going to be in it. But Deborah Messing, who plays Grace, wrote this beautiful tribute to her. So, um, yeah, they're just very sad. I didn't believe you could die of a broken heart, but I obviously, no, you can. Well, I think, yeah, people do do that, don't they? But, you know, 2017. Come on. Yeah. We want some good stuff in our lives. So, have you made any New Year's resolutions? Well, you're doing something tomorrow. Tomorrow. And for the rest of January. So, technically, we're on the 2nd of January. Stupid. Oh, all right. <laughs> and by the way, listeners, do you know what? Someone just said to me before we started like recording this that he's not going to talk to me till February. Well, if you're doing dry January, <laughs> what the hell? No. At one minute past but 12, Philip, on I... the 1st of February, I'll be like, hello. Okay, so look. You can come I, back into my life now. I need, I need to prove to myself that I don't need drink. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do. January is all about proving to myself. and it, like, It's from the 3rd of January to the 3rd of February, so we're going to do the third podcast on the 3rd of February, or the 4th of February. Yes. So it means that it's the first day I'm drinking after my dry January. Yes. So that will be fun, and I really don't think I'll need a shot. <laughs> no. I think that That's might be a little messy. Times. Yeah, all right. Charming. But, um, but yeah, so I think that's... I'm just, I'm just proving to myself that I don't need drink. Resolutions as well. Do you know what? And you know how some people have the resolution to say yes? Mm. I've got the resolution to say no. To say no. Because I say yes to everything. I go out all the time. I always give in. I always say yes, I'll have a party. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll go out. Yes, I'll go for a drink. Yeah. I need to start saying no. I I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying no. But yeah, I think... I mean, I've never done it because I don't think I physically could... Yeah, I, just, I, I possibly I just, agree with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink that much during the week, but I do like just a glass of wine after work. 
no matter what time I finish, just to kind of chill out. And water ain't going to do it. Ain't going to kick it. But, you know, it's only for a month. And, you know, by the end of it, I might be like a ravenous beast, but... Yeah. So the next podcast, you are going to be... Slaughtered. <laughs> One glass of Prosecco. It's like, eh, it's happening my childhood. I know, my slurring is going to be way better. But, um, but no, good for you. Good thanks, for you. thanks. So what about you? Are you doing any resolutions? Have you got anything that you want to do this year? I tend to not make them because I bake them. But... That's a very negative way of looking at things. Well, no, no, but I think uh, the main one this year is involving my boyfriend. I would, I, we both need to make more effort to spend time with each other. Okay. Because that's a good one. Well, no, because he's moved away. Yeah. We used to live um, ten minutes away from each other, see each other four or five times a week, and now he's moved only an hour away. It's not like crazy. But then I work lots of weekends. He's his job is crazy. Um, so I think in the last three months we've seen each other about six times. Yeah, so which is good. not good enough. So. So you're gonna see each other more. So we're gonna see each other more. Just okay. Make sure that we free up some time. And so, is there anything this year? Because obviously, 2016 was absolutely shocking. What? It, it was. It wasn't that bad for me. But oh my god, it was for me. It was horrible. Job good, boyfriend good, friends amazing. It was all fine. Just people kept dying all the time. I but know. Not well, anyone I've met. For me, it was dreadful. Work was one of the worst years ever. So, and you know, obviously being single. You go on like I don't know what it is. I I just go on a hundred dates and I I go on first date and I like I just don't know. It just doesn't... Well... Hopefully yeah. this year's my year. Maybe you could be, like, old-fashioned and go out. We were talking before about actually going to, like, a heterosexual drinking establishment. Oh, I don't know whether I... That's kind of scary, though. Isn't that sad that I just... Like, to me, that's kind of scary. <laughs> well, I think... Some, it depends on the place. I think. Some places are, like, meat markets and... Awful. Okay, so should we say, podcast listeners, I need some suggestions of good bars, straight bars. In London. In London. Yes, in London. I need some good straight bars to go to. Where do you think we should go? Where should I go? We could even do like a bit of the podcast there. Yes. You'd be up for going to a straight bar. Yeah, I'd love to see how the other half live. (laughs) Because let me just remind you that when we did this, can you remember this when we were at THT and that we did this one time when there was you, me, Camilla, um, I think it was Mark, Andy, and we were all like, okay, so we always go to gay bars, we need to go to a straight bar, and like we'll do, for every three gay bars we'll do a straight bar. (laughs) And we did it once. Yeah. We did it once. It's just, (laughs) I don't know... So you have to stick to this now. You have to promise me because that you're going to do Because I think there's different kinds of bars. So I go to a lot of um, what I call gastro pubs. that yeah. are quite nice. But then yeah. everyone in those places, you're, you're with your friends. It's not like pulling. So how thing. do I do that, though? How do I go, like... I have the... to go to Inferno's in Clapham. Oh, my God. I couldn't even think about going there. 
Her place is awful. It's like your feet, it's like two brewers. Like you, your feet stick to the floor. <laughs> I'm 35 and I know what's sticking. It's not booze. No. Ooh. It's other substances. I think just somewhere that's called infernos as oh. well. It's like Rixes or Rattles or Roxes. <laughs> I mean, when I was, <laughs> when I was heterosexual, um, but when I used to go straight clubs in Sheffield, there was, oh, they had the best names. There was Cairo Jacks. Cairo Jacks. Cairo Jacks and uh, the Roxy were the two big okay. straight clubs. And then there was one called Josephine's. But that was more like... What? Gra- it, was, it was like grab a granny night. It was infamous oh, for like the older lady. Oh, okay. Well, which I'm going to hopefully... I'm, well, not hopefully. That's where I'm going to end up if I don't get on with this. Like, I can't... Like, I just... I'm talking to some really nice guys at the moment. But, like, getting to meet them seems really difficult. Well, you're just going to have to, you know... Go for it. Maybe that's what you can do. Instead of drinking in dry January, you can. But how do you how do you go on a date that's dry? You don't have to go on the date. You could talk to people at length and then set up lots of dates for February. For February. And then you could go on two weeks worth of dates, and then on the fourteenth on Valentine's Day, you can pick one to spend your Valentine's Day with. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get, I'm going to get better at going on dates. If you guys have got any solution, any advice, you need to let me know, because I'm, I'm not good at flirting, I'm not good at being that person. Well, no, but if you're on a date, you know, how much do you need to flirt, really? Like, because you're on a date, like, the, but, di- the deal's but done. But you need, but, but this is the thing, you like... You need to be yourself. And have interesting things to say, which of course you do. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah, make but... sure that the guy you're with is interesting too, and he's not, you know. But I don't. This is the thing. Like, damaging what... your property. I'm just not good at the whole. Like, I'm really not good at being that sort of feminine, sexy, like flirty. I don't know how to do that. I really don't know how to do that. I think you do. <laughs> you haven't seen me, like, Just, you don't know. I know, I don't know what you do on dates. What the hell do you do on dates? I know, but it's the thing, like, there's so many, like, the majority of dates, like, the first dates, I'm sure there's guys that I could have settled for, but I didn't want to because I didn't feel they were something I wanted to go for, but there's so many guys that I talk to and they're so nice and they're so fun, but I don't know how to kind of really show, I'm not good at showing them me. Well, I'm really not the normal woman, though. That's that's what I kind of think in my head. I'm not normally like. What's a normal woman? What's normal anyway? But to me, like it's someone who has, you know, I don't know. When I look at all my friends, like I'm very different to them. I'm very outspoken. I, I party hard. I speak my mind. I don't think. They're all good qualities. I don't think they're bad qualities. Unless your outspokenness is like, I don't like black people. <laughs> then, Which I um, really do not. Let's just make clear, that, I do not have that. That would be a deal breaker. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but this, this is the difficulty as well. Like, it, it shows just, you know, from going back to what happened on New Year's Eve, like, that guy I went on a date with, and I, I was very clear with him. Like, my friends are gay men, but it doesn't, 
to me that doesn't it isn't an issue but to other people I know it is so I was very clear with him that all my friends are gay men and I was very clear with him when he came, when I invited him to New Year's Eve that it would be gay men and him like he'd be the only straight guy there yeah. I don't think guys get that back to the wall <laughs> No, really. Oh my god, washing machine is going mental. <laughs> Sorry about the washing machine people. I know. Oh. We're going to have to check to see if this is okay. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. Oh no, it'll be all the same again. Are we going to have to do that when we have to record every podcast twice? <laughs> oh my god. So we might god. as well change it to eight bottles in. <laughs> eight bottles in and a bottle of tequila. I know, yeah. We have got a bottle of tequila, so it could yeah. be. So, okay. So, so news resolutions... I'm going to say no more, but I'm going to try and date more and try and find myself someone who doesn't have to be a boyfriend, but I just want someone who I can spend time with and really enjoy their company. Well, that's what, that's what we all want, really. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to try and spend more time with your boyfriend. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen him enough. And so that, I guess, leads us on to or are you going to do a segue now <laughs> this is just like and that neatly leads us on to well this I mean I was just <laughs> going to say like do we need to do should should we do a bit of Tinderella or not well uh, did we not do that with the um, man who like, tried to kill your New Year's Eve well he didn't kill my New Year's Eve but are there any other um, potential hmm Oh, are there? So um, we have quite... Yeah, there's a couple. Okay. I'm talking to a couple of guys. It's, it's you know... Okay, so there's, what's... So there's a couple of guys. On? And um, we're just... Uh, I haven't met any yet. They're all just chats. Well, but that's fine. The more chat, the better, I think. Yeah. But do you know what I really wanted? Like, the dick pick itch issue. <laughs> Okay, we're going there. Okay. I just want Kids, to ask. Stop listening now. Yeah, anybody Mama Vicks un- is going to be talking about dicks. Vicks, dicks. Oh, the washing machine's really loud. No. I know. <laughs> we it's really a might have to Um Okay. Okay. So. so the dick pick issue. Okay. When you're a straight woman. Yeah. A dick pick to me. Why would you do that? Because to me, I don't need a dick pic. I don't need one. Well, then, I mean, you'd struggle to take one. <laughs> I didn't mean it myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is my penis, boys. No, um, I think it's kind of weird, and it's the difference between the gays and the straights, is that and I'm this is a sweeping statement but a gay man will send a dick pic like that quick before saying hello so that's the difference between the gay and the straight world then because I mean I don't know maybe I'm wrong but maybe I'm just being a bit of a prude maybe but to me if a guy sends me their dick I'm like I don't want to see that I want to talk to you first yeah like fair enough if we've met up and we've maybe got on and you know, we've got to the stage where I do want to talk to you about, like, sexy stuff, but why would you send a picture of your dick? It's not that... I don't... I, I'm not that person. 
You're not that kind of girl. Is there many? I don't know because I don't know that many girls. But are there people out there that do that, that like that? I've not met a girl that does. Yeah. This is a bit like being flashed at. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. Why would you think that guys think that's okay? Why? It, it's like almost having like you know they they use their masculinity to kind of impress you it's a bit like a peacock isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you've not shown me any of the pictures <laughs> if you got one that's the size of a bee no um, I don't know why guys do it it's I don't know it's I don't know I, I honestly don't know I know that on uh, lots of gay apps like but that's a gay thing that's isn't like, it uh, hello it's very open. That's the thing. The difference between the straight world and the gay but world. I don't particularly like that. I kind of want... Like, I don't know. Like, me... So, me and my boyfriend met on Grinder, which is gen- generally... For hookups. For hookups. But we... <laughs> they're so boring that we were just like, what's your favourite colour? What's your favourite movie? And then we met exactly a week after we started chatting. Um, and we moved it onto WhatsApp as well. But you do that. That's the same with me. Like you, um, you chat on the the Tinder, the Bumble, Hinge, Grinder, whatever, and then you move on to WhatsApp. Like you don't move into text yeah, or emails. Yeah, because otherwise you want to buzz on Grinder, oh. and it's just like people know people know that that what you're on. So it was just a thing of, and we went on our first date, and we've been together ever since, two and a half years nearly. Wow. Um, but yeah, before that, just the kind of, it's all that kind of instantaneous, I want something, I want it now. That's the thing, like, why would you give your whole self over, over... And I'm not judging, by the way, like... Do but whatever why you, would you do, do whatever you want to do. But that's the thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe people can enlighten me. Maybe people can tell me. Like I don't understand why people do it. Why do you? Why do you show? It's like when people were saying, like one of the guys that I'm talking to, he was saying, "Oh, this girl sent me a pussy pic." Oh. Like they're not that pretty. See, if you sent one of the, a pussy pic. I it would, would be, never send it, that. It'd be of one of your cats. She'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, "This is genie." <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Send me a pussy pic. <laughs> this is genie. If you're like, oh, that's so not. But why would you do that? Because I don't think they're that photogenic. Why would you do it? I don't know. The... Like, fair enough when you're there and you're in person and you're in the mood and you want to do stuff, but. Your parents listen to this podcast, don't they? But as my sister advised me that they don't listen the whole way through, oh, yeah. so we're kind of oh, a, we're safe. We're safe they're, right they're now. Switched off by now. Yeah. Oh. And if it's they right. haven't, we are talking about other people. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Well, they know I'm a black sheep. They know I'm a nightmare, so it's fine. Oh, okay. They roll their eyes every time I open my mouth. So. That's true. <laughs> they're just rewriting their wills right now. <laughs> As long as you don't leave out the diamonds. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that goes for me too. Um, yeah, I don't know why guys are the way they are. They just are. Oh, Straight men animals. are weird. I'm just going to say that right animals. now. Gay men are quite weird as well. But this is the thing. This is what I think, like, we, you know, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? The fact that I'm so used to gay men and trying to enter a straight men's world the thing is it's really I think I get friend zoned a lot because I like sport I like football 
you know. But I'm also, I get friend-zoned a lot because I think I'm really easy to get on with. And I think that's yeah. my problem. Yeah. I think I probably am as well. I think the amount of times I've kind of chatted guys up and then it's just ended up being, oh, no, but you're just really funny and nice. Yeah. So I'm like, Ugh. I don't always want to be funny and nice. So talking about you're funny, you're obviously funny. Philip used to be a stand-up comedian. Well, we haven't mentioned that before. But I, yes, for three years. Would you do it again? Uh, you were so good at it. You were so good at it. And if you look on YouTube, there are videos on YouTube of Philip. Philip Rag, stand-up comedian. Like, you were good. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> I think the difficulty, and it's not... Like, people have called me a wimp for what? Stop, stopping doing stand-up. But I want to hunt them down. Who said that? For me, it's... Um, first of all, I love stand-up comedy and always wanted to do it. And I did it. Mm. And, you know, when I was doing stand-up comedy and told people that I was a stand-up comedian, people have very different reactions. They're either very impressed or they they look like they're about to be physically sick because they can, really? ima- they can imagine themselves doing it. And they're like, that, that's my worst fear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's I can't so even ridiculous. imagine. Because it is tough to get on stage in front of a bunch of people that you've never met before and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the funniest person in this room. That's tough. Um, especially when you have a bad night and you are not the funniest person in the room. Um, the only reason that I stopped, well, there was two reasons why I stopped. I, I had a few bad gigs um, and wasn't really... I was very good at performing. I wasn't very good at writing. Right, okay. So it was a hard discipline to sit down and be like, I'm going to write something funny. Um, and those ideas just kind of ran out. And also I got a job, which involves a lot of weekend work and lots of evening work. And ah, okay. for me, doing stand-up, because I did five or six gigs a week for three years... It was kind of like, right, this is going to be my job and I'm going to get better and I'm going to start getting paid for it and I'll do bigger venues. If I did it now, I'd be able to do it like twice a week. It'd be a hobby rather than anything else. And I think with stand-up, you have to really want to do it because it's hard work. It's really hard work. So maybe this can be your, like... This is going to be my release. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So we need. To, I think next. I think next time we need to introduce the Philip drunken story <laughs> section. <laughs> yes. Because oh my oh, god, do know. you there's, have some stories? Not, I mean, I, there's not that many. Uh, the fifty p story, <laughs> which is my favourite. And you'll have to find out about that next story. <laughs> um, that yeah. is okay. my favourite Philip story, and your coming out story actually with your friend who it wasn't Emma. Who was it that um. There was one of my friends who asked you. Oh. About. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's save that. Let's save save that. Yeah, yeah, we'll save that next time. Okay, so I think we're. I think we're done. We've 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 done over an hour. We've done. We've finished the Prosecco. Well, we've got a glass left, but we're going to finish that. Yeah. So, and we've done the shots. So. Yeah, yes. Um. 
Well, good luck with dry January. I'll see you in February. Yeah, we'll see you in February, guys. And um, I'm. And thank you all for listening. We've had quite a lot of. Um, yeah, really good listening. feedback. We've had really good feedback. Thank you so much. And obviously, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at two bottles in underscore UK. And if you have anything that you want us to talk about or anything you want us to say, <laughs> or if you just want us to shut up. <laughs> Maybe don't respond. Yeah, don't respond to that because we like doing this. Um, and sorry about the washing machine, but hey, shit happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> As Mariah and Carey. And we might have some guests next time. Maybe. Should we have some guests? We could maybe do that I next time. We, we could have some slowly guests. Slowly but surely. Yeah, guests. we have quite a few. We have that makes it more real. Friends, and I think that it might quite be fun to yeah. get them drunk as but well. But then also sometimes it just needs to be us because it, sometimes it just does need to be us. I know. Us and the Prosecco are quite interesting. Yes. <laughs> and I think we should start doing shots at the start of every single I know. Podcast. I think we might need to do shots every time. It's quite fun. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So. Right. Cheers, girl. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye.